just had sex. Episode seven, back in our home base here at the Plainfield School of Music, uh, with Aaron and a crippled Chris. I'm crippled Chris. Uh, we are here currently enjoying a Hopalapa by Grumpy Troll Brewery in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. Uh, beer that is far tastier on draft than it is in this 22 ounce bomber that we have here. I'm told good things about the brew pub, though. Uh, it's a very entertaining brew pub. Um, I was there, uh, as you can imagine, being where it is, uh, Packers-heavy territory, uh, all except for the owner, who's a massive Bears fan, and uh, the Bears were, at the time, uh, losing in the final moments. Uh, I can't remember which game Redskins it was. Redskins game. Yeah, Redskins, yeah. Redskins. Uh, and he was, you would not want to be there on Monday night. No. When the they Packers. actually have a special. Uh, they had signs all over. It's $8 all-you-can-eat pizza and beer during the, uh, during the game. God bless Wisconsin. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you've tuned in before, uh, Chris, I believe you picked the song this week. Yeah, it's kind of short notice. Uh, as being a uh, recently uh, deceased, um, I've decided to go ahead and grab a tune without speaking to Aaron first. But I kind of took a uh, low hanging fruit here, in my opinion. Um, this is this I feel is is a little what bit easier. What else is new? This is a little bit easier. I, I like to uh, to pick tunes that. I feel like there's a really strong chance that Matt can't deal with, but <laughs> songs that I know have artistic merit that Matt simply can't understand. This I, particular I remind song, you the goal of this podcast is to convince me that <laughs> prog music does not fucking suck. No, see, but I think we're, we're on the right track. See, eventually you'll open up like a beautiful little flower, and you'll understand. You'll understand more about why prog music does not fucking suck. I hate so, these fucking guys. Yeah, we hate you too. <laughs> Sorry, so uh, I've got our I've got our lyrics for today's tune, um, and I'm prepared to hand them over to Mr. Matt for reading. Um, English, second language. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, very short. I like that you put it in 42-point uh, font here for me to read. Two years in your heart, one moment of doubt. Two lives torn apart, one second from now. Held him in your arms, your fever subside, always safe from harm, kept demons inside. Still you always start running, touch the light from the moon, some way mother cried, left us space here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so that's brilliant. The, it is actually brilliant. It's, uh, this is Captain Metaphor, but um, everybody at this table, all three of us have something by this, uh, this particular writer and enjoy it. I'm going to go ahead and press the magical pause button. We'll go ahead and put the tune on. Um, it will tell you the name of the song afterwards so that you can listen to it and, and listen to us blather on. Or we can just talk about beer and the bears. All right. Any of those uh, prog nerds that venture into progressive death metal and that sort of thing, you would already know by the lyrics um, and my, my attempt at hinting that this is a European band. This is Opeth. Um, the song is um, Hex Omega. Hex Omega, yeah. 
Um, I was trying to remember the name of the song. I couldn't. Yeah, I chose it because, uh, I don't know, because this band is like, it's a, I feel it's an easy win band. I know, listening to this, without Matt present, I know exactly what he doesn't like about this music. <laughs> um, but that's okay, because it, how do you get over the awesomes in this music as well, though? It's like the, the majesty has to outweigh the fact that the, pr- the production is so clean and so precise and that you can hear every instrument and all that sort of thing. Those <laughs> things that you hate. <laughs> There's also happiness and joy, even though the music is not happy and the song is effectively, I believe, is about like the loss of a child or something along those lines. That sounds about right. So, yeah. it's. Uh... But anyways, uh, Matt, what's your opinion? Um, I enjoyed the song for the most part. You are correct. I, uh, I don't uh, enjoy the overly glossy production. Um, what at one point we're gonna have to get to, to you defining what glossy production is apart from like what proper production is because there are things going on like in particular on the snare drum that I would say. There's a there's a ton of compression in the snare drum, so so like the ghost sticking is coming out like crazy loud, which to me sounds really cool on this album. It could actually just be too that that dude plays really good drums, so that snare drum could be very very. Uh, you can tell you can tell you can hear compression in there. You can hear That's... like you can hear it kind of uh, pumping a little bit, but uh, but I, we, at some point it would be worth getting down to the bottom of what that is because it can't just be. That things are clear because this doesn't make sense that that would be a bad thing. That'd be like like black metal aficionados like being pissed off because music doesn't sound like it was recorded on like a on a realistic cassette player. You know, I think when I was listening to this, I didn't realize this was Opeth. I, I like early Opeth. I actually dig a lot, and I think their sound has changed over the years. It is, this, yeah, this massively. Is, this is this is. I mean, old Opeth was way more. Um, Death like, and post black. Like, like well, yeah, but it was almost like. Like this could be an early Opeth Doom song if you just change the production of it and cut out that kind of cheesy electric piano section after the third verse. Part of what you <laughs> what you would like if if you wanted if you wanted less production, like if you'd like the sound of the earlier Opeth, um, is you want like lower quality compressors, like not compre- uh, sorry uh, converters, I should say, like the early digital work. I'm not sure when they would have switched over because they probably their first album I think was in '95, so they they were they could have been digital, they could have been analog. Not sure what they were. You know, kind of recording. also when I was when I was listening to the song, I thought this could easily be a uh, perfect circle song, like in the tempo and in the style. You know, you take out some of the synth, but the production is much different on a perfect circle album compared to this album. Yeah. And I think this song could work as a, and you know, there's, I'm sure there's no shortage of quality and skill going into producing, uh, you know, a tool or a perfect circle record. Um, there's just a different, I think, aesthetic in, in the, in the tone that they're trying to go for. So when you hear, uh, 10,000 days from tool, do you hear yeah. a, a production quality that you dislike? Um, I would say that album I don't like, and to me, I, can, can I you put enjoy aside, that album. Putting aside the music specifically, right? No, I think I think there is a difference in in tonality on that album from like you know, um, well, there have been like earlier tool. In between every tool album, there's like 17 years, right. and there's so there's like a paradigm shift in technology, right? So. And each tool album is going for I think a different 
feel and a different tone, and they like to explore their other types of stuff. But I would say that uh, uh, 10,000 Days and, um, to some extent, Lateralis are, are, are similarly, you know. Shiny. Yeah, I mean, they're similarly produced for clarity's sake. They're, they're shiny productions. I, I, I think they're shiny, but they're not as, as forward. Like, that's so why, that's this, why I'm trying to get to the bottom of what this, exactly that means. On this song in particular, the vocals are, are very forward in the mix. There's, in the last verse, the first I think, two or three lines, uh, there's some distortion on the vocals. Um, there's an effect at some point, it, yeah. It's only in that part of the song. And it makes, I mean, the, the, in the very first, as soon as the vocals kicked in, the vocals are very forward. Yeah, I noticed that on this album, like from the very first tune, he's really pushing the, the, the clear voice, like, you know, actually singing thing, Where which is funny because uh, Michael, Michael's got, like, one of the best death growls I've ever heard. Like, the most desirable, <laughs> guttural, belching, death, evil sound you could possibly have. And, and there's not much of it on this album by comparison. And none in this song. This is off Watershed, right? Uh, yes. A, a, a relatively new offering. It's about seven years old now, I would imagine. Yeah, something like that. Their most but, recent uh, wouldn't even work. Matt wouldn't be able to tolerate yeah. anything off of it. So. <laughs> I, um, you know, just just from my perspective on this, is uh, I, I love what Opeth goes for because it's much more ambient than most prog. Like, uh, the musicianship is there, but it's not in the foreground for the most part on a lot of Opeth stuff, especially on Watershed, which is kind of like a... Uh, a little bit of a concept record mm-hmm. like watershed is a, a piece of art as a whole it's not meant to be taken apart um but uh the the things i really like about it are the extraordinarily strong themes that are um you know simplistic in their melodic structure but heavy you know like it's it they're bringing a lot of gravitas in there um you know to to try to drive the music forward uh, and provide a stark contrast to the clean parts and the the kind of you know happier elements. Um, this this album has like mega mood swings that just go back and forth, and this song in particular as well. Um, so th- I think that's a part of prog that we haven't really delved into is like trying to create an atmosphere when you're listening. And I think you know when eventually if we do a yes song or a gentle giant song like that will automatically be evident because those bands were heavily into creating a listening environment first. And those are and coming. Then... We've been, I've been perusing them just trying <laughs> to find the right gateway because both of those bands do perfect things to make Matt like cringe. Yes. <laughs> They're both amazing bands. And I, I appreciate well, all I'm, that kind I'm of stuff. I'm curious, to besides the production levels, what else in this song did you think I would not... Well, it was mostly the, the production. Um, it was the vocal harmony stuff going on. Um, and the instrumentation for the keyboards that I had a few. I knew you were going to hate yeah. the piano solo. Yeah, I did not like the keyboards. I didn't like the the, the vocal harmonies didn't bother me. Um, Duly noted. But this is definitely. I mean, this is this is probably one of the less proggier songs we've listened to. I mean, this is the riffs in this song are very do metal ish. Uh, you know, there's kind of like a certain chugging to the the guitars, and there's. I some, I specifically disagree. There well, and there's <laughs> some there's some. Grandiosity. No, not even that. So, so what the prog element that I'm looking for there in, in the riffing is is all based on the timing. Is based on you know the only time it, it adds up to four four. It's because he's adding a bunch of different odd time signature stuff together. The riffs. So the drummer is able to keep phrasing in common time where you can keep your foot tapping. But the uh, the riffs are all all kinds of pauses and starting stopping types of things. 
and then shutting down altogether and going to, to um, what feels like free time, although I'm sure it's not. Um, and then, you know, the intro riff and everything like that is, is like, is straight up prog unison type stuff. There's a big solo riff in there. I yeah. think it's, I think it's, um, it fits stylistically with, um, you know, as just plain old metal. I think a, a metal fan can like it. But that's, that's what I was meaning when I said low-hanging fruit earlier, because it's not, I mean, I certainly love this album. Um, I'm, I'm saying that I didn't think it's as much of a battle as if I were to put on like a Dream Theater s- instrumental. I know I can't even put on a Dream Theater song with vocals. There's just <laughs> there's just no chance. There's no hope. But uh, I mean, I I even struggle with the vocals and that stuff. So whatever. But uh, see, so yeah, I feel I felt like it was it's metal enough, but it's probably one of the more progressive songs that Opeth has done, in my opinion. Um, I think if you were when next time you listen to it, if you end up, if you have this album or if you don't, you can. I don't. It's I think it's awesome, an awesome album. But next time you listen to this song, I stopped collecting Opeth albums after probably like the third. <laughs> My arms, your hers, maybe, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, next time you hear this tune, um, just tap your foot along and, and see where you have to stop and reset. Yeah. I mean, those well, are I, kinds of signs. Yeah. No, I I definitely recognize that you know there's changes in tempo here and there. But and you don't I really think, get that in most Doom type stuff. That's why I disagree. No, with well, that's, yeah, I guess not in Doom so much. But I mean, the, there are, there's plenty of metal themes going on in the song. And that's sure. probably, I mean, that's that's why I, you know, overall enjoy the song because, you know, there's stuff there that I like. So, uh, that's I guess maybe that's why I said this is less proggier than normal. Maybe it's because I like this song. Yeah, we went. <laughs> Just because I like it, it cannot be pro- <laughs> Essentially. That's great. Well, see, I, I feel like there's hope yet, and I feel like if we were to really care as much as you do about this whole procedure, we could probably dial in like a, a playlist of Listen to Me and by the end of Listen to Me, you're a prog fan. And, like, your life is over. Your girlfriend leaves you. Um, she definitely will not tolerate your new fandom. You paint a bunch of Rush all over the side of your Mitsubishi, oh, like, fucking album art. Fantastic. Get a new vanity license double plate. Double the value of my car. Get right. Peart fan as a license plate. Yeah, right. Be exactly. great. But, yeah, so... I have no idea what that means. So I... Uh, well, you will. You will. Plate. Once we're done with the conversion, it's like... Uh, your transition is not yet complete to the dark side. Exactly. Once once you're dying to hear Starship Trooper, we we have done our job. All right. So I feel like that was was easy, only because I've intentionally chosen some really complicated stuff lately. So I figured I'd pick an easy one. So I think overall, um, Aaron, we have to call this one a victory. This one is definitely a win. Uh, sorry, Matt. We we kicked your ass this week. <laughs> <laughs> I have to concede. I mean, I I like this song. So uh, it's a great album. Buy Opeth albums. Listen to them as albums. Don't download them on BitTorrent. Yeah, Michael Eckerfeld would not like you. He probably he probably doesn't give a shit. But Stephen Wilson, even not in this band, would, would be mad at you because he likes Michael Eckerfeld. I think Opeth is touring currently. They, I believe I've so. seen their name across concert calendars recently. So they they either were recently in Chicago or coming here soon. I well, when they're here, we can get their input on the next episode of Prognosis. <laughs> we could ask him for a suggestion. We get him to sit in. I'm sure he'd be down after yeah. we used his tune yeah. for our 33 fans. I think we're up to 75. 75 fans. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We're sorry that Thank we are boring Thank you so much. Uh, if you have beer you want us to try, send it in. Uh, you can just send in the name of the beer, and we will track it down. If, if we've got beer that you want to try, give me a call, and we'll give you some beer. <laughs> What's your uh, phone number? Uh, my, oh, I fucking got a new phone. Six, He's six, lying. Six. You can email us at prognosispodcast at gmail.com. 
All right, good times. Well, until next time, which will probably be around this time next week with yet another progressive song, I guess we're signing out. A masterpiece of genius musicianship and epic artwork and sweeping majestic great. You're talking about Parasynthia, right? Yeah, That's right. Indeed. All right. All right. Next time. Good Later. night, everybody. Later.